Maximize Your Influence is your podcast for the latest persuasion, sales, and negotiation techniques. Our mission is to help you influence on command, anyone, anytime, anywhere. Your host is the author of Persuasion IQ, Laws of Charisma, and the best-selling book, Maximum Influence. Now, your host, Kurt Mortensen. All right, welcome back to Maximize Your Influence. Kurt Mortensen here, podcast 472. How to become more influential, more persuasive, and how do you sell, adapt, influence, persuade those boomers versus Gen X versus millennial versus Gen Z, and do you even know the difference? How can you adapt? We're different. Remember, our goal here is to persuade people how they want to be persuaded. You can whine and complain all you want. Well, they shouldn't be that way. Uh, They are. (laughs) We don't deal with what's fair, what's right, what you want. We just deal with reality. Also spent some time with a good friend this week. He takes youth groups out repelling, rock climbing, hiking. So spent some time out in the wilderness, in the mountains, having some fun, getting dirty, and hanging out with some good people. So that's going to be our blunder. Homer? Don't, don't, don't! As I noticed on this trip, people and phones, especially younger generation and phones... And so when they take the youth groups out, they go to places where there's no cell phone service, <laughs> no place to charge your phone. And it was interesting to see the panic and the fear in their eyes when there was no service and their phones were about to die and they're not getting that dopamine fix as we talked about a few weeks ago. This is a true addiction. It was crazy to see, oh, how am I going to charge my phone? How am I going to get service where they couldn't spend a few days not in front of the phone. What are we going to do? I don't have service, or my cell phone's going to die, or I haven't downloaded a movie for tonight. <laughs> like, really? And I say that. I mean, every generation has their addictions, has things they probably do. They probably do a little too much. And that leads us into our article, which will lead us in how do we adapt? We can whine and complain again about what's right, wrong, and We wouldn't do that in our generation. That doesn't matter. Every generation points fingers at the other generations, thinks the other generation's kind of strange and maybe a little weird. That's okay. We're different. Every generation's different. That's probably a good thing. So that blunder leads us to the geeky scholarly article. From Iowa State University, Technology, Mind, Behavior Journal, and Dr. Gentile. And of course, these are all posted at MaximizerInfluence.com. Also, home to get your free Persuasion IQ assessment. Find out about InfluenceUniversity.com. Everything you need is right there. All the links. Check it out. MaximizeYourInfluence.com. So this might have a little duh factor to you. Well, duh. We've always known this, but now it's been proven many times. This starts off by saying the American Psychological Association and the U.S. Surgeon General both issued health advisories. That young people are using social media more and their mental health is suffering. We know that. They know that. They'll admit it, but they'll still do it. This is true across the board, regardless of age. There's plenty of people addicted to their phones and social media. But at Iowa State University, they found that a simple intervention could help. They did a two-week experiment with 230 college students, half asked to limit their social media usage to 30 minutes a day, They scored significantly lower for anxiety, depression, loneliness, and fear at the end of the experiment. They also scored higher for positive effect. That's the tendency to experience positive emotions like excited or proud. 
Basically, they were more optimistic and had a brighter outlook on life. So it's still happening. They're still doing 30 minutes a day, but they're just cutting back. Talked to a lot of people that have just deleted their social media and it's just changed their life for the better and they're not going back. And they say the lesson here is not about being perfect, but putting in effort, which makes a difference. Self-limiting and paying attention are the secret ingredients. They said that many people in the study said the first few days of cutting back were challenging, but many students felt more productive and more in tune with life. They were getting better sleep and spending more time with people. Imagine that. So they recommend at the end of the study, create awareness, no sudden timers. There are plenty of apps that will limit your social media and let you know your 30 minutes is up or whatever time you choose. They say give yourself grace, meaning it's not easy to stick to that time limit at first. I mean, social media is designed to keep you engaged and addicted. There's no doubt about that. Don't give up. Do a little bit every time. And when you can, you'll see long-term positive effects in your life. And it's tough. I mean, it does suck the life out of people. It does destroy self-esteem. I'll add that. I saw one study that said 75% of the things on social media are embellished. And human nature, of course, is to compare our weaknesses to other people's strengths, meaning I'm working and you're in Paris. My kids are at trouble at school. Yours are on the honor roll. We always make that comparison. And you can never win that comparison. And that brings me to an email from Theo from Montenegro. Oh, boy. Been there, beautiful country. And, of course, using your email, you get the free gold version of InfluenceUniversity.com. He says, Kurt, persuading with power. I just have one question. I work at a medium-sized company that's hiring a lot of younger people. And they're driving me nuts. (laughs) They don't seem to have the same work ethic, the same way of thinking, the same way of doing things. And these are people in my department and that I'm managing. How can I influence and motivate them? (laughs) Again, we're different. We're wired differently. It could be personality. It could be culture. It could be gender. It could be age. We adapt. And it's okay. No right or wrong. Of course, it seems strange because that's not how you think. People think differently. So let's get into it. Let's talk about a few of these generations. Now, if you really go way back, they say the greatest generations, 1901 to 1924, probably not working with them. Silent generation, also known as traditionalists, 1925 to 1945. What we're working with is baby boomers, 1946 to 1964. And not everyone agrees on these exact dates, but that's pretty close. Generation X, 1965 to 1980. Millennials can go from 1981, some say to 2000 or 1997. And then Gen Z started between 1997-2000 to the current day. You look at the workforce, we'll take the U.S. workforce, and it's probably similar in your country. There's about 2% of the traditionalists still in the workforce. 25% baby boomers, they're getting to that retirement age. 33% Gen X. Millennials around 35%. Gen Z about 5%. So let's do an overview of each one of these. That's not always 100%, not always exact, but just a general overview for each one of these categories. This comes from purdueglobal.edu. So let's look at the baby boomers, 46 to 64. They're saying that most baby boomers plan to work well past the age 65. They tend to be more optimistic, more competitive, workaholics, team-oriented. They were shaped by the Vietnam War, Civil Rights Movement, and Watergate. They're motivated by company loyalty, teamwork, duty, communication style, whatever's efficient. Phone calls pop in face-to-face. 
their worldview, achievement comes after paying one's dues, paying the price, sacrifice for success. So one of the keys in the work environment is provide them specific goals and deadlines. They love to mentor and coach and give feedback. Gen X, 65 to 80, they tend to be more flexible and formal, skeptical and dependent, shaped by the AIDS epidemic, the fall of the Berlin Wall and the dot-com boom, motivated by diversity, work-life balance and personal and professional interests rather than the company's interest. They also, the way they communicate is the most efficient, whatever works best at a time. There's not just one that they'll focus on. Their worldview, favoring diversity, quick to leave their job if their employer fails to meet their needs and resistant to change at work, especially if it affects their personal lives. So by the year 2028, there'll be more Gen Xers than baby boomers in the workplace. And if you're working with a Gen Xer, they love immediate feedback, a flexible work environment, flexible work arrangements, work-life balance is very, very important, and love opportunities for personal development and training. Millennials, 81 to 2000, tend to be competitive, civic and open-minded, and achievement-oriented. They were shaped by Columbine, that high school massacre, 9-11, when the Twin Towers fell, the internet. Motivated by responsibility, the quality of their manager, unique work experiences, communication styles, texts, emails, instant messaging. The worldviews seek challenging growth and development, a fun work-life and work-life balance. Very likely to leave an organization if they don't like the change. So if you're working with millennials, make sure get to know them personally. If you want to manage by results, be flexible on schedule and work assignments and provide immediate feedback. Gen Z 2000 to 2020, very entrepreneurial, progressive, tend to be less focused. They're shaped by life after 9-11, the Great Recession, and access to technology from a very, very young age. Motivated by diversity, personalization, individuality, and creativity. Big on instant messaging, text, and social media. Worldview, self-identity, as we talked about, those digital device addictions. Value independence and individuality. Prefer to work with millennial managers, innovative coworkers, and new technologies. So in the workplace, offer opportunities to work on multiple projects you know, at the same time. Provide work-life balance, allow them to be self-directed and independent. Getting no right or wrong, just different. So how do you adapt to a baby boomer? Remember, they tend to be more optimistic. They're hard workers, very competitive. They value tradition and authority. They've had to adapt to technology. So if I'm influence a baby boomer, I want to make it more personalized. You know, take time to understand their needs and preferences. I would probably gauge a more one-on-one, face-to-face conversation, showing that you genuinely care about them. That trust is very, very important. So they want to trust you, that you can solve their problems, you can help them in the future. If it's a product or service, you got to emphasize quality and durability. you got to show them that you provide great customer service and the values there. Another thing you can do is leverage nostalgia, how the past was so great, right? If you could tap into that. If you're using technology, keep it simple, easy, user-friendly. Don't date it up too much or assume they know everything there is to know about technology. Also, they like the personal development. So if you have an educational side to your product or service where they can learn and grow through blogs, articles, or videos. But you have to understand you have to be patient. They take a little bit longer to make decisions. 
They prefer the face-to-face interactions. Be respectful to them and their beliefs and how they feel about the past. And then you can adapt to them and persuade them how they want to be persuaded. So how do we influence a Gen Xer? Remember, they love the independence. They tend to be very skeptical, very entrepreneurial. They adapt better than the baby boomers. They grew up when all this technology started to happen, so they'll do a little bit better with technology. Gen Xers tend to be a little more financially responsible because they witnessed a lot of hard times and economic challenges. So that could be a concern in building value. So how do we persuade these Gen Xers? Gen Xers love convenience, saving time, simplifying their life, making their life easier, streamlining a process. Right? The age of Amazon, quick, simple, and fast. Get it overnight, get it the next day. So that's going to be very important. Again, high quality and value. So you do want to leverage your technology with them, but don't be too overwhelming. They don't pick it up quite as fast as maybe some of the younger generations. Gen Xers do very well with storytelling, especially about your brand, your mission, your values, your purpose. Realize customer success stories or testimonials can resonate with Gen Xers. Gen Xers do really well if you're doing marketing or advertising through multiple channels, meaning TV, radio, print, internet, social media. They also want work-life balance. They want to make sure they're working with a knowledgeable professional. You know what you're doing. You know your stuff. But again, they want to be independent. They want that autonomy. So avoid being too pushy, too intrusive in your influence. Help them feel like they're making the decision themselves. That is key. So when you look at Gen Xers, they have a diverse range of interests, lifestyles, and values. Customize your approach. Don't prejudge. Don't stereotype. Don't put them into a little box that they don't fit in. That could have the opposite approach. That would be your anti-suasion. So remember, critical to listen, engage in conversations, adapt your approach, key to everybody, but especially Gen Xers. Then there's our millennials. Again, very tech savvy, connected through social media, love diversity, inclusivity, value experiences over material possessions, love to collaborate, and are very civic-minded. They want to make sure they're making a positive impact on society. And that's where you get the difference between, say, millennials and baby boomers is you see, to a baby boomer, works work homes home. When you start getting down into millennials, Gen Z, homes home, works work, work at home, work at home, and it could drive each other nuts because it's all blended. Millennials can get bored easily. They're not going to stay at the company very long unless you really take care of them. They just grew up in a different environment with a lot of tech, overparenting, a lot of instant gratification. These are the millennials that will be taking over the workforce soon. So how do you adapt? Now, remember, millennials grew up with rapid technological change, advancement, globalization. It just, there were a lot of changes. So they deal with change much better than a baby boomer or Gen Xer. So you have to embrace those digital platforms. They're comfortable with technology. They usually establish a strong online presence. That is their world. Now, you talk to millennials. They want someone that's authentic, genuine, real, socially responsible, That your company's just not making a profit. They're giving back. They're helping out. They're changing the world. They're making the world a better place. That is key. Anything you can do to be transparent about your business practices, to be open, honest, that you can show that you're being 
diverse, that you're involved in the community is key. Don't expect them to stay 40 years at the organization. As a manager, you might say, look, let me groom you for your next position, your next spot, your next company, because that's where their brain is. They're not as loyal as previous generations. They also love the personalized experiences. You need to leverage recommendations, referrals, testimonials, online resources to show social validation or social proof that it is good, it is trustworthy, and other people like it. That's essential to build trust and credibility. So they love convenience, efficiency. So try to streamline your website, your purchasing process, faster shipping options, and hassle-free returns all provide that convenience. So the millennial, I mentioned, it's all about the experiences. Experiences are more important than possessions. So you want to emphasize with your product or service the benefits and practicality of your offering rather than just the features. Leverage influencers on social media. Storytelling also works well here. And just remember, millennials have different preferences and values. So it's important to listen, to engage, to adapt your approach to their specific needs. And stay up to date with them, consumer preferences, and how you can adapt to this generation. Then our final one, Gen Z. Those ones entering the workforce right now, the ones I have in my college courses, even more digital than millennials. They're very dependent on tech. Also, diversity and inclusion are important. Many have an entrepreneurial mindset. Just leave and start their own business. Very socially conscious. Better at multitasking, but with that also shorter attention spans. And they'll also value that authenticity, being real, being genuine, being down to earth. You have to have to build that trust. So how do we adapt? Leverage digital platform. Gen Z is the first generation to grow up in an entirely digital age. Show strong online presence, digital platforms, various platforms, social media, YouTube, different things that you can do. You're giving back, you're helping out to the community. Gen Z has a strong interest in social causes and activism. So does your product or service committed to be socially responsible, being sustainable? Are you making a positive impact on the environment, on society? Also key for Gen Z. So Gen Z, create interactive and visually appealing content. I would go to the edutainment, which means it's not just educating, it's entertaining, gamification. If you haven't used gamification or understand that, go to the archives at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. I did a whole podcast on gamifying and how that increases influence and engagement. Because remember, this is the generation that's going to get into artificial reality, virtual reality. So with that, more engaging, but the content has to be what they call snackable, small, manageable, bite-sized pieces and optimized for a cell phone or mobile device. Gen Z loves user-generated content, peer recommendations, more than traditional advertising. They love seamless mobile experiences. Like I mentioned, we have to go mobile. It has to look good on the mobile phone. So websites, stores, digital experiences have to be short, friendly, fast, intuitive to support their cell phone lifestyle. So that's key to influence them. Remember, Gen Z is a very diverse generation. There's a lot of interest and preferences. So find out what is their interest? What is their preference? Get to know them. Stay up to date with trends, research, and adapt your strategies to cater to the ever-changing world environment, digital place that we live in because it's changing fast. They're up to speed and you need to be up to speed too. 
What bothers Gen Z about some of the older generations? <laughs> it's kind of interesting. Asking technology questions that could have been answered by a Google search. Interesting. The people are using outdated language, wasting paper, wanting to work in an office together. <laughs> interesting. Here's one. Somebody said the use of calls because it's easier to explain over the phone. The Gen Zer says, no, you're just too lazy to type. <laughs> okay. Gen Zers think a lot of baby boomers and above are power hungry with an obsession of job titles and hierarchy. So there you have it. The four main generations that are in the workplace right now. So take a look at the person that maybe you're clashing with that you don't get, that you don't understand. Now you can take some of these tools, adapt your influence, your leadership. You'll be more influential, you'll be more likable and easier to trust. That's our podcast for today. Thanks for being here. Tell your family and friends and enemies about the podcast. We're under Maximize Your Influence on YouTube, Google, iHeart, and Spotify. Check out the link from this podcast at MaximizeYourInfluence.com to get the special of the week. How do you create that perfect persuasive presentation? Take your free Persuasion IQ assessment. It'll only take you a few minutes. And for free, I'll give you the webinar on creating the perfect persuasive presentation with the templates and everything you need to get rolling. All right, make it happen. Adapt to your audience, become more influential, better motivator, better negotiator, and go out and persuade with power regardless of the generation.